So when I actually had someone who was down there for 20 plus or whatever minutes it took for me to be comfortable and then have that happen for me, I was like, whoa, (laughs) okay. Hey, lovebirds. Welcome to Real Love Stories. This is a new segment that I'm working on, and it's pretty simple. It is people telling us about how they met their partner and the weird, beautiful, kind of crazy ways in which people come together. This story is with Erica, who I met on Instagram. She goes by Sexual Lectual. She is a sex educator, and this is how she met her partner. And She's a sex educator and she's highly sexual. So there's a lot of that in this story. It's all really beautiful. And there's also a really important piece about how they opened up their relationship several years in. And I'm really happy to be able to share this beautiful story with you. If you have a story like this that you want to share, just reach out to me, Sean at thelovedrive.com. That's S-H-A-U-N. Or find me on Instagram at thelovedrive. And let's see if there is a real love story in there. My name is Sean Galamas. This is The Love Drive. Where does this story begin? The story begins my freshman year in college at Arizona State University in Chemistry 101. Nice. (laughs) So sitting in the class day one, I pick my seat, sit down. This gentleman enters the room wearing a shirt, like a workout shirt, and these gray sweatpants with no undergarments, no nothing underneath them. So the the gray sweatpants are clinging to everything. (laughs) How do you know he's not wearing underwear? (laughs) Because it's like the, the sweatpants are perfectly outlining his penis. Like you can totally see everything. He's bulging. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. What a power move. Sort of like... (laughs) combination power move and then like slightly disturbing. Right. Absolutely. And the funny thing is later on, I come to know that this was something he did often and never really realized that everything was being shown off to the world. Is that even possible? I know. I'm like, okay, sure. Sure. Okay. Plausible (laughs) deniability. Got it. Right. Allegedly. (laughs) So you got this hunk wearing a workout shirt, gray, like satiny, sounds like satiny cock clinging sweatpants. Yes. Walks into your Chem 101 class. And totally takes over my mind. (laughs) And so the funny thing is he sits down across the class, which was great because he actually ended up having people sitting on either side of him. So I was in the perfect line of sight from across the room that I could like make faces and get his attention uh, that way. Well, there was something oddly familiar about him and his face. And we actually went to the same high school together. 
a year apart, but I dated someone who was on his wrestling team and he dated someone who was on my softball team, but we had never actually like met, which is so bizarre. And if you ask him, he says he knows who I was. Um, but if you ask me, I thought his name was something completely different than it actually was. Right. You were ships passing in the night. Right. You hadn't collided yet. Not yet. But chemistry 101 is where it, where it started to go down. And I had a mutual friend who was really good friends with him. So I called her up and I said, hey, this kid, he's in my chemistry class and he's really hot and I would love to introduce myself. So she tells her friend and he ends up texting this guy I like, Erica wants you. Erica wants you. Wow. Erica wants you. Which is true. Then at that point, which is true, but at that point was a learning lesson for me that if I'm really into you, I'm going directly to the source instead of telling anybody right. else. Yeah. Because that was not the foot I wanted to start off on. Yeah, you can get intel, but you can also tell your friends, like, don't say anything. Right. I just want to know what the deal is with Bulge Bro over there. <laughs> Bulge Bro. <laughs> and so, of course, I did the whole wait for him after class one day. <clears throat> and I just said, you know, oh my gosh, we went to the same high school together. This is so bizarre. He is a man of few words, mm. like very few words. He is a very intelligent person. Um, so he chooses when he speaks very carefully. All I got out of him was basically, hi, how's the weather kind of talk? Great. Did you pass the test? And that was it. Right. Kind of dry. Very dry. For a period of at least three months. That is what I got. So I continually pursued him and pursued him. Wow. Uh, Dedication. Yes. There was just something about him. It caught me. I think it was definitely more the fact that he wasn't giving me a whole lot there. You know? Right. He kept it mysterious. Yes. Very much so. Some parts of him. Right. Some <laughs> Some parts were definitely out there from the very beginning. Yeah, less mysterious. <laughs> what I'm packing, super mysterious. What's going on in my head? Right. Then I finally got him to agree to a date. And our first date ended up being a group date with his friends. Not ideal, I'm assuming. No, I was thinking of something very different, but I was still definitely. <laughs> game and of course like way way into like okay i gotta figure out what this guy's all about because this was it was not like a normal pursuit that i had been in right so it was very intriguing and i was really into it and that mysterious part of it of like okay i gotta what's behind all this break down some walls get to know you and i did and we went through on and off dating for six years after that point. And we what? got married. Wait, 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 whoa. Why was it <laughs> why was it on and off for six years? 
What do you know at 19? We met at 19. Oh, you were 19. Well, I don't know. I, I met a girlfriend at 21. We were together for four years and it was on the whole time. So, Well, I'm a little bit more sexually promiscuous than your average girl, I guess. Okay. What does that have to do? Oh, you wanted to sleep with other people? Yeah, I did. I did. And so did he. Um, he was, he, I had um, made my sexual debut when I was 15. Uh, I started being sexually active pretty young. You and made a splash he, on the scene. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> as much as I could. And he didn't have his sexual debut until after he graduated high school. Okay. So for us, sexually, we were kind of all over the place and both wanting to just be with more than more people and not, I mean, just exploring, learning your body and having fun that way. This all sounds totally reasonable. Right. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I mean, he was showing his bulge off to the world. People are curious about it. Well, yeah, I'm just thinking of like a man of a few words can be hard i imagine to to connect with people yeah i mean it absolutely took took three months to to get out out of you know how's the weather talk yeah yeah i'm very persistent so Good. <laughs> so on and off you you'd see each other you'd be together you'd sleep together and then you would what you'd break up we would break up there was probably only one one breakup where we really didn't talk to each other for six months. Other than that, we were sleeping with other people and with each other, just not with the title of dating, Mm. which you were hooking up. Yeah, we were hooking up. Do you break up from a hookup? I know. Right. I, I, it was a very bizarre, like we, we knew we wanted to be with each other. I think we both knew very early on that this was a very unique kind of love and something that neither of us really had experienced before going through the growth of breaking up and getting back together. It was always a pull back together. Right. Um, at the end of the day I could be with someone, but then I wanted to go back and be with him. Did you have a feeling that this was sort of like a pivotal relationship in your life and that you sort of had uh, trust that you would eventually end up together? Absolutely. Oh, wow. I did. And it was... Because <laughs> that's a nice feeling. It really was. It really was. I grew up with a lot of distrust in men. Abusive father, abusive first relationship, abusive second relationship. So when I actually came to this relationship, uh, he was the first person who wasn't. Um, He was the first person to actually get me into my own body, into my own feelings. Um, I could tell you the amount of orgasms that I had with a partner from the age of 15 all the way up till 19, which was five. five. Yeah, I was going to say, please do tell me. (laughs) Five. Okay, five. And I'm assuming you had more than five partners. And I had more than five partners. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd be doing okay, I guess. Well, no, right. actually. No, no, you wouldn't. You would only be having one per partner. Depends how right. many times you slept with them. 
Right, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so, and, and it was interesting enough when it came to sex with him and I, uh, I had really not had a partner who was interested in going down on me orally and really spending the time there and, um, having me experience like what that fully meant for my own body. So when I actually had someone who was down there for 20 plus or whatever minutes it took for me to be comfortable and then have that happen for me, I was like, whoa, (laughs) Yay. I'm sort of blown away that there are people, th- and, and like this is actually a judgment, but I'm blown away that there are people who don't like oral sex. I know it's totally a yeah. judgment, and I'm trying not to be. But uh, what I, I guess I what I have a problem with is that some people expect oral sex but don't want to give it, and that is totally fine if that's within your relationship and that's totally cool with your other partner. But like, I'm just thinking of like, what's that guy's name? DJ Khaled or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> but he's like, I'm a king. I don't, I don't do that. You know. Yeah. Women blow me, but I don't blow them. So I'm always, <laughs> I'm always like blown away that there are some people that just don't, don't like going down on women. Maybe because I like I, it so much. I love it. I, I think, I think the pussy is absolutely beautiful and so amazing and. I mean, it. I I enjoy that. I will totally stay down there. I don't even need to receive back if I can exhaust you that much. I'm good because that was so good. You know, like I I agree with you. I'm there. I don't get that headspace of not wanting to do it, but I can understand that everybody has their own preference. Sure, and like it's such a reliable way to help your partner orgasm. If that's part of what you guys want to do, like, that's a really good way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, well, and, we could we could probably uh, talk. All- <laughs> well, and well, if we're st- on the topic of oral sex real quick. So the first couple times that I had tried going down on him, he would go soft and remain soft. And of course, the instinct of myself, I was like, Oh my gosh, what am I doing? Right. What's wrong with me? What's happening? And I I'm would ask worst. him, right. I'm the worst blowjob <laughs> giver. What the hell? <laughs> Everyone's been lying to me all this time. <laughs> you know, it finally came out that he had said, I hear so many guys talking in the locker rooms about women going down on them and how degrading they are and treating them and just the, the, the disrespect that's going on. And I don't want you to feel that uh, from me. Oh, I know. Oh, that's sweet. <laughs> Which was like, wow. So there were a lot of turning points for me in that with him, I was like, okay, I'm really in a safe space. I'm really, now I'm in a creative space sexually. It's not just like, oh, here it is. And we're going to go to town. It was a lot more than that because there was that respect aspect there, um, which had not been there before. This is a very heartwarming story. Thank you. (laughs) Okay. So on and off, I mean, I feel like we've explored why there is the on and off. On and off. And then we get to year six, 2014, and we end up getting married. He proposed to me, and within that month, we got married. Um, 
might as well just, you know, it will put a ring, put a ring on it. And that he did. And vice versa. You put a ring on him as well. I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we got married and we spent our first year of marriage actually away from our hometown where we both had grown up, um, our families, everything. And while it was a very trying year, uh, it was also for our relationship. One of the best things that we could have done was because if we did bicker, if we argued, if something was going on, we had only each other to rely on. Um, there was no running over to my parents to get that other perspective or influence or anything like that. Bad advice. Exactly. (laughs) Bad advice. (laughs) And yeah, so now we are turning the corner of being together, gosh, 10, 10 plus years. And um, in a polyamorous relationship, we figured out how to be together and still explore those things as we grow through the years. Um, Now that is exciting. Yes. Yes. We started talking about it. There was a period of seven months where we were apart in different states. So we only had written letters back and forth to each other for a period of three months and then not together for seven. And within that time, I'm very, I'm a very sexual person and mental stimulation for me is high, like it. I want to be mentally stimulated before anything else. Mm. And so he would write me erotica. And I have these collections over three months of stories that he would write me. And he started writing stories about group sex or me with other men or, you know, stuff like that. And of course, because it's a letter and me having to return a letter, a letter he would be sweating bullets going, how are you perceiving this? You know, like I totally just threw this out there and he'd have to wait with a week to be able to get any kind of response as to me enjoying it or not. How bold. So bold. Yeah. Wow. Really beautiful. That's where the whole conversation actually started in opening up our relationship was through written letters and these erotic stories. Once we got back together, then we did so much role play with each other because then we actually had the ability to act it out within our own bedroom. So that was a lot of fun. And we just kind of like took it in steps. Yeah, sounds like it. And once we, you know, once we exhausted those different steps, then we just kind of was like, okay, are we comfortable going on and and doing something else and adding something else? Now adding someone else. (laughs) Yeah. Baby steps. Right. Erica's baby steps to opening up your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Erotic letters and then bedroom role play. Yeah. Role play. Yeah. I've never actually heard of that as like a strategy for exploring openness in a relationship. Actually, when we're having sex now, there'll be times where I may be taking a little bit longer. And as soon as he starts talking to me in that role play manner, I finish. Boom. Yeah. It's that mental for me, just all all mental. So I, I actually teach erotic top classes 
because I feel like that is such a dynamic that we're missing out on. I know it can be really uncomfortable at first, but once you start getting there and getting used to it, then it can totally change a dynamic for you. For me, at least. And maybe for others. And maybe for others. I'm hoping for others. I have a question for you. Ask. Uh, in which way is your relationship different than you thought it would be? All uh, completely. <laughs> So to be completely honest, I never thought I'd be married. I was one who growing up, I thought I would be this career badass, which I still am, but in a different dynamic. And I really didn't see myself. Maybe I saw like a cohabitation to where I lived with a partner for years and years and years. Um, But I never actually thought that I would have that marriage certificate and the whole (laughs) that whole get up tax benefits yeah this is very true yes in america at least tax benefits yeah so that number one is the biggest thing i just never thought i'd actually be here and two we really are at the core of each other best friends Mm -hmm. um because i tell i i tell people you know you may not like your significant other every day uh but at least you have that respect for each other and our respect comes from our friendship. So at the end of those years of breaking up and getting back together, what really solidified us getting back together and staying together was we worked from ground zero and we really created a strong friendship and got to know each other that way and how to communicate that way and built our relationship off of a friendship into what it is now. And I really do believe that that is one of the major successes of why we can be polyamorous is because we have a level of communication that's, I can sit here and say, okay, not as my lover, but as my friend, I need to talk to you about something, Um, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, Yeah, it's, that is also a major, major thing of, Growing up, you think, okay, your your partner, your life partner is your lover. They are, you know, that dynamic. And it was never conveyed to me that they can actually also be your best friend. Mm. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I love this story. Thank you. Yeah. And you really want to know the funny thing? No, no, no funny things. Only sweetness really funny thing is that my name is Erica. His name is Eric. No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Wow. Okay. Okay. Which made it really nice for us to remember who the other person was and not call you by someone else's name when we were on and off again. Just call yourself by your name. Yeah. I someone flirted with me once whose name was Shauna and I was like, just stop it. It's not gonna <laughs> it also spelled exactly the way I spell it, but with an A at the end. And I go, look, the world my life is not big enough for two of us to have the exact same name. I'm so sorry. And she was like, But don't don't you want to give us a chance? I was like, No, you're some rando on Instagram. I don't want to give you a chance. I'm sorry. <laughs> 
you know, and the funny thing is if you were to date and you were to go out, cause we get this constantly and you're like, Oh, my name's Erica. And they introduce themselves. He goes, I'm Eric. And it takes them a minute. And you wait to see how long it takes for someone to click that you have the same name. And then they go, oh my gosh, you guys have the same name. And we're like, yep. Every time, right? You got it. Every time. Every time we meet someone new. Oh my God. (laughs) I just need to start going by an alter ego or something. Yeah, your Instagram handle maybe. (laughs) So uh, final question. Yeah. How would how do you describe love? Mm, dynamic. Oh. Yeah. I would describe love as as very dynamic. Um which means something different to everyone. So Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> this is so much fun. That was a really beautiful story. Thank you. It, um, you know, it kind of created itself. Yeah. Well, if you believe in love. And that was the first episode of Real Love Stories. You can find Erica on Instagram at sexuallectual. But because Instagram is being super lame with sex positive uh, accounts, she had to change her name a little bit. So it's S period X U A L L E C T U A L. Sexuallectual. If you have a real love story of your own that you would like to share, please contact me, Sean at thelovedrive.com. That's S-H-A-U-N or on Instagram at thelovedrive. And if you want to inquire about my coaching services, if you want a more loving and connected relationship with yourself and with others, if you are struggling with emotional intimacy, I invite you to contact me. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful week.